Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Coming up on TMS, this candle smells like my meatballs. I hope that's mustard. A naked lady making a sandwich. Zero sugar Delta Splash. I'm not your Google. Soda can shot first. Hey, this show is daily. The bookcase prefers to be called William. I don't know what she's doing, but it ain't selling a phone. Isn't there an agency dealing with firearms called AT something? (laughs) Stickers are also for men and women. One t-shirt, extra BS. Fake false things. These controllers don't make dual sense. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. The seas are clear, McSwain. We should have smooth sailing all the way. His testicle sack is now so large, he has to wear a huge hoodie upside down instead of trousers. This is the morning stream, and we're gonna need a bigger boat. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to TMS for Thursday, August 5th, 2021. I am Scott Johnson. He is Brian Ibbett. Hello, Brian. Hello, Scott. Oh, man. Thursday to you. We do a daily show. Remember that? How we do that? That's what we do. <laughs> That's what we do. We do That's it That's what here. we do. Yeah. We do a show every Monday through Thursday and then often an afternoon thing on Fridays, which will be true this week. And, you know. Mm-hmm. We've missed a couple of Fridays because of various uh, uh, medical issues and mm-hmm. some other, other stuff things. came up. Yeah. yeah. So Well, Playdate. Playdate doesn't really count as missing a Friday show because we give... Give you a Saturday show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Game yeah. Time. yeah, 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 exactly. And the thing is to remember, you know, we have the we have the authority to, to take that Friday thing and do whatever we want with it. We can take it and That's go. Right. Uh, That's it's right. now a half hour strip show with Brian taking off his pasties. <laughs> it can be that. Oh, the pasties stay on. That's a legal requirement. Oh, but I'll oh. take off. I'll take off everything else. It's sure. One of, it's one of those bars. I see. Exactly. Uh, anyway, it's good to see you all. Good to have you back. It's Thursday, and that means Wendy later. We got some uh, some stuff to deal with. Uh, I've called uh, our topic with Wendy the next normal, and we'll get to why that topic is uh, the name. But uh, just to give you a little tease here early in the show, because I like to tease you. All right. Um, hey, uh, I told you a few days ago, uh, those of you who are familiar with the, the, the Activision Blizzard mess, uh, we don't have to describe it again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for the millionth what? time. Is there uh, something going on there, Scott? Yeah, huh? it turns out there's a little something going on. It is funny. Once in a while, I get a, I'll get a tweet or something from somebody who'll say, "What's all this Blizzard stuff about?" And I'm like, "Please yeah. just Google it, dude. Just hit the word, yeah, exactly. type the word Blizzard, Probably. and Google it, and you'll go find it." 
and you'll be you don't need me it'll be the the, the first thing that comes up trust me yeah 100 percent. i'm not your google anyway uh after exhaustive conversations about it over the last few weeks um as i mentioned last week i created some artwork uh basically a drawing or some art of a broken hearthstone that says no way home and a bunch of people said hey you should make that merch and i said well i don't want any money from this this is more this is my my therapy for dealing with this mm-hmm. and uh anyway then people kept pushing said well why don't you do you could do a charity and i went oh well yeah i could what am i thinking this is dumb let's do that actually i can make a difference here let's actually do something good in this world uh, that comes from this mess so let's do that so i did and it went up last night and i'm letting you guys know now that if you go to frogpants.com store you will find t-shirts men's and women's you will find stickers those are also for men or women or anyway. <laughs> uh, actually, everything from now, from here forward, is for all people of any kind, okay, type, of gender, any kind. And, and Hispanic people, <laughs> and black people too. All of them. Now See, that's, that's a, that, that goes so far back that people might not yeah. get that reference. So. Yeah, I'm a little worried. If you don't know what that is, that's referencing yeah, a go, really old commercial. Uh, go to YouTube, search for the Red House commercial. Yes. So that was what Brian and I were doing then. That was not us being weird. Okay. <laughs> there's also buttons like, you know, pin in the back, stick it on your shirt kind of deal. And there's also a print, uh, 12 by 12 inch uh, large format print. Um, all of these are up on the store and for sale, uh, which means you'll get them. Uh, but also, uh, they're going 100% profit to charity. None of it goes to me or anybody. Uh, and we're going to be like ridiculously transparent about that, meaning... Once this is all over with, uh, people can see the total amounts that we're donating to which group and, and uh, you know, where, where it all broke down from and that sort of stuff. We're not going to give away people's names or anything, but um, <laughs> this isn't a plan to dox customers or whatever. But it's a chance for us to, to just do a big, transparent uh, sort of open charity. And the concept is we uh, these this is going to some causes that are specifically... Um, areas of impact around the issues that are part of this Activision Blizzard mess. So, for example, uh, Black Girls Code is one of them. Uh, this is a highly regarded uh, charity or group that helps young women of color uh, or women of color in general. I don't think age has anything to do with it. Uh, have better inroads into the world of tech and technology, and it's an awesome one. I really like this one in particular. Also, there's Rain, uh, which is a... Uh, uh, basically a, a sexual not sexual abuse um what's the word i'm trying to say uh harassment uh, harassment assault all that all of it uh they are a huge resource for uh women who are victims of assault and uh it is a really good and an important one so basically you'll have that choice as well and thirdly uh and finally women in games international which is again another uh, maybe this is even the most connected to the Activision Blizzard stuff because it's very specifically focused on uh, women in um, games. My daughter, for example, who's just got her degree in this and is about to venture off into the world of video game uh, design. Uh, this is an organization for that. So you can go read about all of them because we made it really simple. On each listing, there's a website link. You can click and find out. And then when you go to pick your shirt and your size and your color and all that, you can also then choose which charity you would like. In fact, oh, it's the number that's one thing. Cool. It's the number one choice. So if you want to choose, there's a drop down. It just says Black Girls Code, Rain, or Women in Games International. These are the three that, that we narrowed down. Really cool. Yeah. Um, we didn't do more than three because a it just started to get a little choice paralysis, but also 
Um, we want to make it easy to manage this one. It's done so that everyone gets exactly to the penny what they're what they're due. Um, anyway, it's uh, it's just about all I can do. So I'm glad I could do something, and um, and it's it maybe a small thing, but we tried to also make less expensive options. Like the sticker's only two fifty, but all profit from all of this goes to that. And we're already well in the couple thousand range as far as like total donation. I'd love nice. to see that grow. So head on over to frogpants.com slash store and uh, grab yourself one or two or three of these items. And that's what some people are doing. They'll get like the shirt for one charity, a sticker for the other, no way home button for another one. Mm-hmm. And that's a good way of doing it. Spread it out. Yeah. Yep. Um, so anyway, uh, if I seem like I'm nervous about this, it's just I'm very, very serious about wanting this to be really straightforward I don't know why, because there's so much freaking people mm-hmm. on the internet going, "Yeah, come do a thing." And we're, it's great. We're mm-hmm. great. I don't want this to be that. This isn't me going, "Hey, look at my cool artwork." I don't want it to be that. I don't want this to be, "Hey, Scott's going to make a bunch of money from this." I don't want it. I want this to be meaningful and impactful, and I want it to create just a little corner of change. If it can do just a little tiny bit, that'd be cool. And you guys are awesome, and I know that you're willing to do this with me. So, so thank you for the help. Those who've already. Uh, Grab it, great. Plus, you get a cool thing. And I don't know, I find it cathartic looking at that broken hearthstone. It means something to me. You know? Maybe yeah. it means something to you. Yeah. If you're an old time fan and player, and, you know, not all of you have donated or uh, dedicated 15 years of content creation to this, but <laughs> but you've got a connection to it. And I understand it. So, anyway, I think that's all there is to say about that. I may bring it up here and there just to get people uh, who haven't been informed. But again, frogpants.com slash store. You'll find all these as the top listings um, as soon as you go there. So let me know how it goes. Okay. Uh, Let's move on. Hey, uh, Brian. Yes, uh, Scott. You like <laughs> you like okay. You like IKEA, right? You're, you 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 like it. I'm familiar with. I mean, I like it. This uh, this this red thing next to me is an IKEA product. As is uh, the tabletop that I'm using with my sitting standing desk. Have you ever done the sitting any the, standing part? Isn't part of. Have you ever uh, done any of the hacking stuff that everyone talks about? Where you that's apply? that's kind of what this is. This this tabletop is with it is. Uh, I hacked it with a um, sit-stand desk from another company. Um, did a little bit of of uh, lumber work, a little bit of hardware, a little bit of woodworking—not woodworking, but Look at a little you. bit to, to make it work. But yeah, I've done a little bit of IKEA hacks. All right. Well, IKEA uh, has decided that since they love you so much, <laughs> they're going to release, or they've already done it. They released a meatball-scented candle. Oh, good. Yeah. I want to thank Dustin Anderson for sending me this because uh, we had a fan send this in and I just thought it was too good not to talk about at the top of the show. So here's the deal. The furniture chain released a candle scented like its iconic Swedish meatballs. Have you ever had those? You ever gone up there upstairs? I've totally had their their, their Swedish meatballs. They're great. Yeah, you like them? I can't remember if I like them. I had them and I don't remember. You had a little gravy and a little uh, lingonberry jelly with them and uh, we've even gotten the frozen stuff and brought it home and uh, made our own like uh you know mashed potatoes and stuff to go with it uh well i oh sorry so i'm noticing in the chat some are saying the women's sizes or the shirts are bad is that true uh i'll look into it i don't know what that means okay. i don't know what that means either bad size, bad sizes says the sizes are bs <laughs> i don't know what that means maybe bad sizes or bullshit <laughs> <laughs> no i'll, I'll uh, let me know what you mean send me an email or something and i'll 
I'll look into it. That's not, I don't want that to be, I don't want anyone to get there and go, these shirts are BS. That's not the goal. The goal is. Yeah. I'm mean, looking at it and says, you know, select style. Ladies are unisex. You select ladies. It's undersize. You've got small, medium, large, XL, two, oh. three, and four X. No, oh, Tally says it's an industry issue. Not much I can do. So it's a shirt thing. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. So it's a general shirts in general for women. Has that been a, see, this is how little we men know. We don't get bothered by this stuff because yeah. we don't know. So uh, I, that sucks. Is that true? Is that always? A, I could ask my wife. I guess. <laughs> I know we're learning so much. Uh, yeah. This episode there's a lot GMS to learn. <laughs> there's a lot to learn, Brian. We got to just keep learning. Um, anyway, yeah. so uh, I don't like. I don't. I know. I don't have no memory of these meatballs because I don't. Really, I'm surprised you've never you've never tried them. I did They're try them, but so I still, iconic. I remember. I have tried them, but I don't have. I have no memory of how they tasted. I don't remember gotcha. any, if they were Whether good you liked them or not. Uh-huh. Were they bad? Were they? Either, no, they're they're fine there's certainly nothing that i would go to ikea specifically to get but if i'm already going there to buy a billy bookcase or a lack uh <laughs> a yeah. lack uh shelf yeah. <laughs> then, then and and it's lunchtime i might pop in there and get uh get a thing of meatballs sure why not because you're there already so yeah, why not? But I'm not. But I'm never going to say, ah, oh, what could I go for for lunch today? I know I'll go to IKEA and get some meatballs. Never. It's right. it's always the it's the gum in the uh, the point of purchase display at the end of the supermarket. It's not the the purpose of the supermarket. So it's never. I'm at there. I'm there getting meatballs. Oh, while I'm here, I'll get a shelf. Yeah, might as well it's the other way the around. Case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, I could sure use a lamp that takes eleven pieces and an Allen wrench to put together. Now these Billy bookcases, are they yeah. called that? They're called Billy bookcases. Yeah, the Billy bookcase. Because uh, have you have you heard the Jonathan Colton song IKEA? Uh, Billy the bookcase. Billy the bookcase says hello. Oh, okay. I wondered what that was. All right, so I'm, is that spelled just like I think it's spelled? Yeah, B I L L Y. Yeah, B. Okay. Well, that's unusual for them because most of their stuff is like Rickenstocked or some weird name. I think I think it's but it's probably a either a word or a name in Swedish as well as how we translate it. I'm guessing it's not short for William in uh, mm, in Sweden. Probably but, not. hey, I could be wrong. Yeah. Who knows? It could be Bill. Who knows? Well, <laughs> right, it could be. Yes. So here, so so when I'm in there, this is, this is why I'm kind of sounding oblivious to this. This is what my experience is in an Ikea. Yeah. I walk in mm-hmm. and I marvel... At the fake flat screen televisions that are in the fake rooms. <laughs> right, the big plastic, yeah. hollow, yeah. I know. And I want one. Are those computers? I yep. want, yeah, and the, yes, the computers is yeah. often like the case and a, and a monitor and all this. Right, right. Or a fake yeah. iMac or something. I want the <laughs> I want the fake TVs so bad. And they don't sell them there, but they're right. everywhere. And there have been times where I've been tempted to walk up to one of the employees and just go, is there a way I can just buy this 42-inch fake TV? Like, can so I what give are you going to do with it? Because this I don't is the question know. Tina asks this. me all the time when I do stuff like this. I love these like, things. Great. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to hang it on the wall and marvel at the fact that you can't watch TV on it? <laughs> I don't know why it intrigues me. It's like false, fake false things. <laughs> like a, like a, um, I would love to have a, a really real, maybe this is just a replica and, I, and I'm just describing yeah. it wrong, but like yeah. a fake uh, payphone. That's like in the stand with a little shroud on it and everything like you'd have in a normal U.S. city. Not like Europe where it's like a whole enclosed thing you go into, but like a, you know, like a like a like a payphone we used to put 10 cents in back in the day. 
I want one of those, not a real one, but a mo- but a mock one, just in the corner over there. Why do I want that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I want that. Isn't that weird though? It's weird. I also That's like big things that. and little things. I like I like giant yeah, pencils. Yeah, miniatures, and I'm looking to see. I don't know why I don't don't have. I thought I had it in one of those uh, IKEA drawers behind me. Really, is a set of IKEA drawers. I have a um, a Palm Trio. Yeah, that is fake. It's like a display unit, so it's got an actual printed display on it, and then you open it up, and it's got like a chunk of lead or, or heavy metal in there to give it the the weight and feel of an actual smartphone. But there are no there are no guts inside. I love I don't know that. What they do with it. That's, yeah. See, that's awesome. I like. I want a controller yeah. like that. Give me a whole console like that. Better yet, right. give me smaller or larger versions of that. Like. I have a, a a Wii controller that's not a real controller. Mm-hmm. It was a mint mm-hmm. case that I got at Target. Oh yeah, right. They're like uh-huh. this big, but they yep. look like little mini controllers. I kept all those. Sure, sure. Because they're so dumb. It's just so dumb. <laughs> and BioCow's right. I really should get more into 3D printing because then I could make all this stuff for myself. But but you know, I don't know. There's something about like a giant telephone or a a miniature pencil or a yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I feel that way about this stuff. But I, <laughs> I don't know, fake sixty-inch uh, TV is one hundred nine bucks. Jedi, give me a link, man. Oh, there's an eBay. Let's see what we got here. That's a yeah. I looked at that eBay. It's like a payphone, but it's like a real payphone. There's also a topless woman down in the related sponsored items. Do you see this? Uh oh. <laughs> why is that there? Yes, there is. <laughs> I, I uh, telephone <laughs> advertising. I don't know why that is. I'm not going to scroll that low, chat, so you don't see her, but there's a naked lady holding the phone. That's really bizarre. I don't know why that is. So this is exactly what I want. How much is this? 309 Ah, too much. I would love one of these. Oh, uh, why I do I want this? What the, what is the deal? I don't know why I want it. I don't even want the guts. Like, it has guts. If you look at the pictures, they have it all torn up inside, or they're just yeah. showing the insides. I don't want any of that. I just want the shell. Right, right, right. I just want the empty shell of the... Uh, uh, I'm just like I'm just fascinated by what are they selling with this this booby telephone advertising thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're doing there. Let me scroll down. because it's not even the actual photograph, or or is it? Is this an actual like a like um, you know, different countries and they're they're uh, less freaking out about nudity? Was this an actual telephone advertisement? Uh, these photos. I'm on some list now because I clicked this to see what the deal was with it, but apparently, yeah. I don't know what this is. Hmm. Oh, okay. The description. This is weird. Under condition, it says, These photos emanate from a working newspaper archive, thus concede routine physical imperfections. Yeah, this sounds like... Let's just copy and paste that into Google Translate. Is she making a sandwich? (laughs) I think that's bread. Is it that thing that she's holding? Yeah, and then down there in her hand is like a... I, I hope it's mustard or something. I hope. But it might be She's else. happy about it. Whatever, you know, whatever she's doing, it's certainly not selling a phone. <laughs> uh, and she's really happy about it. <laughs> she's stoked. All right. Well, eBay, you've yeah, done it again. Right. You freaked me out completely. Well done. Good job. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> That's mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, all right, so back to this. Um, yes. This is the whole point. For many people, one of the few things that come to mind when they think of Ikea is their delicious and affordable meatballs. 
<laughs> why is that funny? Affordable. I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> They're affordable meatballs yeah. as opposed to those really expensive meatballs that you get at other furniture stores. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this is from Show Matsuki, uh, creative director at Ogilvy. Am I saying that right? Oh, Ogilvy Advertising, okay. yeah. Yeah, they spearheaded the creative project with IKEA. Uh, this is what they told the New York Post. There's no other furniture brand out there with a food offering that has such a strong following. I think you could have <laughs> there, stopped. There is no disputing that line. Yeah. No other furniture brand out there with a food offering that has such a strong following. Yeah, I don't know of any. They're, they're totally correct about that. Yes. Uh, so for the IKEA family, 10-year anniversary. Wait, IKEA's only been around for 10 years? No. Uh, IKEA family's been around for 10 years. That's the... Um, the grocery store add-on, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, that's an yeah. actual part of the brand. I thought that meant. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that like IKEA me. Family is like the. What is it? Is it the? Is it just the? Is it just the member like the frequent shopper card thing? Oh, it could be. Yeah, because IKEA has been around forever, but. Yeah, I was going to say for, well, it's been for a lot longer than ten years, but I think IKEA Family is either the. Yeah. The, the membership. I want to say we got program. our first one in what, like 08 or 09 or something. You came yeah. to it in 2011, at least 10 years ago. I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, right before we did a film sec about Tremors. And uh, yeah. I even uh, made a video with Fletcher demonstrating the weird little that Tremors great. worms. Yep. Never forget. Uh, let's see. Uh, we thought it would be fitting to create something unexpected that our IKEA family members, okay, uh, and Meatball Superfans would love. Meatball Superfans. Someone, that's a title. Get that in there. Meatball, meatball Superfans. Super fans. Uh, says, and yes, it does very much smell like Ikea meatballs. So I'm not saying I want one of these candles. I am saying if somebody sent us these candles, we would smell them. That's what I'm saying. Sure, sure. Okay. Exactly. Doesn't mean that we want them. <laughs> we're not We're not going to go out and actively seek these uh, these candles. Right. And I don't know what they cost. Well, maybe the post article says. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, if I want to smell meatballs in the house, usually just Kim cooks and I can smell them. But uh, let's see. Oh, it's called Hoovidrol. Hoovidrol is the Hoover name of it. Hoovidrol. Yeah. Let's uh, see. Two point two. Uh, seventy-five. Oh no, no, that's that's Gwyneth Paltrow's wiener candle. Seventy-five bucks. Um, uh, wait a minute. I think we've uncovered something new here. Gwyneth Paltrow oh, sorry. has a wiener candle now. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Beep, 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 Breaking beep, news. Beep. <laughs> what? Well, 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 let's see. Uh, it doesn't say how much. I want to know how much. All right. Well, anyway. Yeah. Look for it coming to a uh, nose near you. All right. That's funny. Well, I could have sworn, didn't uh, Domino's Pizza do something like this? Like have a Domino's Pizza candle or KFC? I know KFC maybe? had one. Yeah. KFC had one. There was, was it Domino's? Who else had one? There was other... This yeah, is the thing, was a- uh, food-scented candles. Because in my head, there is, there's like a pizza one, but I don't know whose it is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here we go. Oh, McDonald's made uh, Quarter Pounder candles. Ooh, this one sounds nice. Grandma's Kitchen. It's nice. Uh, let's see. Thyme, Olive Leaf. These are all normal. I don't want these. This has to be a joke. Is this was this on April Fool's Day? What was it? No, February twenty fourth. I'm going to give you a link. Put it in there. Stick it in. And put it in the chat room. Yeah. Or I mean, in the uh, in our Discord. Yeah. I'll give it to the chat room as well. McDonald's had a set of scented candles last year that um, oh, yeah, was like all the different parts of a quarter pounder. So 
the beef was a separate candle and the pickles were a separate candle and the ketchup was a separate candle. Whoa, look at that. Really? Yeah. I want these. <laughs> I kind of do too. Do you like, you, you have to just light them all at the same time and it smells like a quarter pounder? Yeah, it's you awesome. Get a, you get a full quarter. I mean, I don't know about the beef flavored one, but I guess right. again, with all the other stuff, it might be okay. This candle smells like beef. <laughs> but look at them. Like if, if I so if I had these, I probably would never light them. I would put them up on some prominent play, display place. So when people came over, they'd be like, "What?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, get in there and whiff it." And then you can smell, you know, just get close and smell it. Right. You don't have to burn right. them. You know, this is the whole reason that you're uh, doing your eBay thing is getting rid of stuff like this that you buy, put up on a shelf, say, "Hey, check it out," and then it's like, yeah. "Why do I have this?" Yeah. Let's just get rid of it. I have too much of that stuff uh, already. I don't know why I'm even wanting any of it. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of controversy over a McDonald's um, PS5 controller. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sony made him stop making it. Yeah, did they good. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sony did a pull-down or a takedown. It was basically Australia only. Oh, let's see if I okay. have this. Um, I think I have this up. Well, I'm glad you brought it up because it's actually a fun story for us. Here it is. Yeah. Uh, Kotaku ran a thing. Uh, Sony stops McDonald's from giving away PS5 controllers. Um, it says, as of last week, McDonald's Australia had been planning on giving away a bunch of custom PS5 controllers, each plastered with a, with burgers and fries motif in celebration of the company's 50th birthday in Australia. Not here, but there. Right. Uh, weirdly, the international dining behemoth forgot to ask Sony about this first. So they didn't ap- approve it. Um, they probably just thought, well, hey, we'll buy the controllers and then we'll just, just put stuff on them. Just skin them ourselves. Yeah, we'll yeah. just skin them ourselves. And yeah. why would Sony care? I could see that. Uh, you'd think that would be the first thing the company was actually legal team was da, 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 da. anyway. Uh, let's see, McDonald's got might, s- straight to it. Uh, announced plans to give mine away. It smells controllers. like a quarter pounder and fries, but it doesn't look like a quarter pounder and fries. Gr- uh, gross, gross, gross. <laughs> it's very gross. Um, it says Sony. Oh, Sony has said uh, you can't do it. Um, Let's see. Sony PlayStation is not authorized to use the controllers for promotional materials related to, to the pro- proposed stream uh, event that they were going to do for these. And they had to apologize for uh, doing it. Uh, but yeah, it, they actually kind of look cool. Like, I don't know. I'd want one. Look at that. I like the ID behind it. I don't think they look that good. I mean, they look bad, but well, that's what I'm saying is you'd want one just because you'd have one of these limited edition. Never, no one's ever going to make one again. Right. Not right, because they're exactly. cool because they're not cool. like if they made a and I'm sure because of all of the Spider-Man and Avengers games, if they made a really cool Marvel looking um, uh, dual stick or, or uh, uh, what do they call it? Dual the dual shock. Dual shock. Oh, no. Dual sense. Call it a PS five controller. They just call it dual sense. Now dual sense. Dual sense. That's right. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, so if they made a really cool Marvel looking dual sense, I'd probably be into it, but, um, I'm sure there'll be one that comes out around the time of, uh, uh, the guardians of the galaxy game. That'll look really cool. Yeah. But I don't want it to just have like, here's a picture of star Lord and a picture of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, rocket raccoon. I want something that looks like, this would be what the the PS5 controller with the DualSense would look like in that world. Right, right. You know, a Stark-looking, a Stark Industries controller or a Shield controller or a... Like um, a like a beat-up... Um, uh, right, you know, right. Like, like a have it look janky like... spaceship, the, you know, the, the Milano. Mm-hmm. 
little bit of dings, uh-huh, dings totally. on it, a little bit of scratching on the side, that kind of stuff. Exactly, exactly. They they do I want so, a picture of fries on there. I want it to look like this is what a controller would look like if you could control McDonald's. <laughs> uh, the controller, it's funny. The controller market's weird right now. Microsoft has something called Xbox Controller Design Lab, and mm-hmm. you can go in there and make your own custom controllers, and it costs you an extra ten bucks on top of what you would normally pay for a controller or a new one. And it's any kind of color combination you can think of. You can make the face buttons transparent or black or colored like they normally are or whatever. Everything down to the select button and the capture button and the underside and the overside and the sticks. They can all be different colors and mixes and matches. It's pretty cool. Um, it makes That's me cool. ho- hope or wish that Sony would have a program like this, and they may at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, I think the big market for PS5 modification are these like... Uh, not latex, but like it's a, it's like latex, like a super thin latex thing you buy and you put it on like a condom, basically. Oh, really? So not even like a like the old skinning, thing right? Was used you to could do it, gotcha. like you could skin them, and certainly Sony will do printed custom stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the ones I've seen are all like that. So if you're going to get custom controllers, you you buy these. Ra- basically, it's a, like a car wrap sorta, where you don't paint okay. the car, but you put a big old wrap on it. It's like that. Interesting. It's pretty neat, though. Uh, yeah, uh, it feels like it feels like. Uh, I mean, the, the the Spider-Man costume design just lends itself to a really cool controller. Oh, I, I agree. Know? I agree. And you're and you're Sony. You own the rights. Go ahead and do it. Right. Right. Get in there. Exactly. Get in there. Make it happen. All right. Well, from meatballs okay. to Sony, we now move to, <laughs> to the news. Breaking news brought to you by. Brought to you by Coverville. Today, we're going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary of this project that Pete Townsend wanted to do called Lifehouse. After The Who had successes with uh, Tommy and Quadrophenia, uh, Pete Townsend wanted to do another rock opera, and it was going to be called Lifehouse. And it fell through, but they picked up all of those pieces from that Lifehouse thing, added a couple extra songs, and it became the Who album called Who's Next?, this is probably um, one of their biggest albums as far as hit singles go. You've got Baba O'Reilly, Won't Get Fooled Again, Behind Blue Eyes, Bargain, all of these great things, uh, great songs. And uh, today we're going to be covering it track by track on Coverville at 1 p.m. Mountain Time at twitch.tv slash Coverville. Very, very nice. Yes. Now, this first story, um, I feel like it deserves something. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to play. Where is it? Tell me I have it. Where's my Utah connection? Utah connection. Okay, it's not really from Utah, but it's a it's a website and a local affiliate station for that's that's here based here. KUTV Channel Two. Uh, mm-hmm. Been here my whole life, so they get a little bit of Utah connection. Anyway, the story is about Washington, the state. Okay. Okay, Washington, the state, the state, not the man. Nope, nope. Or the DC, <laughs> not the District of Columbia, but the state. Right, right. Washington man, not JJ Washington. From uh, Welcome Back, Carter. Cotter. Not that. Not that guy. Was his name J.J. Washington? Uh, it was Washington, but I don't remember his first name. I remember uh, Vinny Barbarino, Arnold Horseshack, but I don't remember ever the, the when they said uh, Washington's first name. His name is. Uh, it probably was. I believe Welcome you. Welcome Back, but, Cotter. Uh, uh, yeah. Where's the characters? Oh, here we go. Uh, his All name right. was Freddie. 
Freddie Washington. Freddie okay. Boom Boom Washington. His full name was Boom Freddie Boom. Percy Boom Boom Washington. Did you know I'm that? Sure, I'm sure the Percy thing was an episode, a very special episode of Welcome Back, Cotter. Where, uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vincent Vinnie Barbarino, Arnold Dill, sorry, Arnold Dingfeeder Horshack. <laughs> really? And then Juan Luis Pedro Filippo de Huevos Epstein. Epstein, right? Okay, didn't know, didn't know Epstein's full name either. No. Holy mackerel! This is a little look. The learning going on today is exceptional. That's right. It's uh, outstanding. Amazing. All right. Anyway, so police uh, there in Washington, in Yakima. You ever been to Yakima? Is our newspaper in Yakima? There is Yakima Herald, and I can't remember if they were a customer of ours. I can't remember if I went there. I've been all over Washington, um, Bremerton, Spokane. Uh, Seattle, of course, we had uh, the Post Intelligencer there. Mm-hmm. Seattle Times Post Intelligencer was a it was a JOA. Yeah. Um, where else did we go in Washington? I always hated that name, Post Intelligencer. Post Intelligencer, yeah. It, 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 it's it's an it's an awkward name, like yeah. Intelligencer, like the uh, Canton Repository, or uh, yeah. I just don't know what an intelligencer you. is. Is an intelligencer? <laughs> the picky you. Did they, Yeah, I don't like uh, that one either. <laughs> Intelligencer. We're going to learn more right now. Uh, okay. All right. What an intelligencer is? Yeah. Intelligencer. Uh, oh, it's just all newspapers. Oh, yeah. Everett. Yeah. Been to Everett. Well, Tina's brother lived in Everett for a while. So went to Everett and Crystal. No. Is it Crystal? Everett Falls? Why does the name Everett sound familiar? Everett, Washington. Damn it, Everett. What is the... Yeah. Oh, anyway. Yeah. I don't know what intelligencer means. Can't find it. No. Probably the only use of that word is in the newspaper name. Yeah. And I don't even think they might not even be. It might just be the Seattle Times now. Oh, they just uh, rolled it all up and call might it good. Be, yeah. No, yeah. As opposed happens. to having, because it was a, a morning and an evening newspaper, two separate newspapers operating under the same, in the same uh, JOA, Joint Operating Agreement. Even our two competing ones, Deseret News and Salt Lake Tribune, are printed uh-huh. in the exact same building. They are. Yeah. Yep. Which is weird. And probably share different, they have different editorial staff, but have the same advertising yep. staff. Yep. And they have, uh, so last time I was in there, oh my gosh, it may have been college. Because we were looking at all the old typesetting stuff for our typography class. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went on a tour there and they showed us all these old typesets and like all the letters. Yeah, and the, the old and Gutenberg. We, uh, oh man, it was so cool. Like I don't ever want to do that shit now, but I'd love no i love that no. it existed like, having so to put cool. the little metal letters in order and oh my god yeah actual letting to space yeah, afterwards right and right. learning that that's where the term letting came from it's amazing mm-hmm. it's amazing stuff mm-hmm. i highly listen it sounds boring as snot and i know i know it sounds that <laughs> way but i'm telling you uh, to you young people if you have a typography course in college take it even if you don't care about that world it's a fascinating history um in fact, yeah. I was Did surprised. Did you ever have to work with uh, yeah. Letraset? Uh, maybe. Why is that? Where you get the big sheets of uh, big plastic sheets that had a bunch of different letters in a font. And then you'd put it on your paper with a little burnishing tool where you wanted your letters to go. And you go, and you push, oh, like yeah. you basically put the plastic over there and then you. Yeah, we did that for our school newspaper for a couple of years because yeah. that's all we had. Oh, God, Letraset. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. So I actually probably in my college portfolio probably still have some sheets of letter set. Yeah. It's a lost art, man. It is a lost art. It's also a oh, huge that pain and, in the ass. and uh, 
what do they call that stuff? The um, uh, potato gun. It's the, it, it would cause shading. You use it for shading. Oh, uh, uh, zipatone. Zipatone. Yeah, zipatone. Zipatone. I used yeah, to buy. I bought so of much that. of that stuff, dude. Oh my gosh. Because all back in the day when I would do comics and they were terrible, trust me. But when I was doing early stuff in the ni- early '90s or late '80s, um, that was the standard. So you would go yeah. to like Rules Art and Frame <laughs> and you would buy a stack of Zipatone and you try to get different densities and all that. Yep, yep. So and then you exacto yeah, knife exactly. it out. And, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so weird. What a weird time. <laughs> it's good. To, it's good to remember these things now and again because you just freaking forget. Remember where you came from. Yeah, remember where you came from. Remember and, where you've been. Anyway, uh, what happened? What's happening oh, yeah. in Yakima? So in Yakima, <laughs> a man shot a fridge after his soda can exploded. <laughs> okay, like you do. So uh, the soda can shot first. Yeah, the soda can showed a soda can shot first. Uh, police say Yakima, Washington man is under arrest after he shot his refrigerator, believing somebody was shooting at him after a soda can exploded. This is too funny. Last night, I'm in the garage, the garage. Okay. Yeah. And I yep. grabbed two cans of Pepsi Mango Zero and one can of Dr. Pepper. Uh, sorry, of uh, Mountain Dew, the blue one. Uh, zero. Ra- rage, not uh, rage. Whatever it is at, at Taco Bell. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Baja Blast. Baja Blast. Mm-hmm. So I had these three cans. Two in this hand. One in this hand. I go reaching up to the garage door or the garage to go back into the kitchen. I grab the handle and I turn. And didn't know that when you turn it, part of the handle is like I got a little sticky out part, and it pierced the can. Puncture the can. Oh I, no! But I didn't know it right away, and I opened the door, and there's a giant Weimariner uh, Ripley, Ellen Ripley, standing standing there, and the can goes, just like in her face, <laughs> just on blast. Just oh. and I'm almost like, what the? F- oh, geez! And I realize what's happening, and I whip it around, and I'm spraying the garage. I don't know where to put it. <laughs> Got on my wife's car. It was oh. blue with Baja Blast uh, teal. Yeah, it was a bad scene. It's a bad scene. Anyway, uh, officers responded to the scene uh, after reports he had opened it, uh, opened fire at the refrigerator. Uh, when they got there, they found the man outside uh, in the alleyway yelling incoherently with a gun lying in the middle of the road. Well, the guy may have been uh, just waiting for a pop-off here. It seems like a little much, right? Like yelling and... <laughs> I think he was waiting for a pop-off. That was a very oh, good unintentional oh, pun. I didn't mean it even. Wow. <laughs> that happens a lot around here. Uh, he was taken into custody. Uh, the witnesses told him what happened. The man had been uh, placing soda cans in the fridge when it exploded. Oh, so he was like filling the thing. Yeah. Uh, he heard one pop. He immediately thought the pistol or pulled the pistol out of his waistband because he used a carry. He had a carry permit and fired around into the bottom of the fridge. Well, who's going to be shooting you from the fridge? <laughs> I question this person's it, sanity. Something's wrong. I mean, this guy was a, yeah, no pun intended. He was a trigger just waiting to be pulled. Like he basically, he is 99% convinced that that uh, the world is out to get him, yep. to, to take him out. And so when he heard that thing, that was the 1% he needed. The final straw was like, ah, finally, get to shoot back. Yep, yep, that sounds right. He later so, told the police, by the way, in the interview, that the, the people who lived in the basement wanted to kill him. And oh, they there had we go. Sh- See? All they, right. <laughs> they said he had shot at them, so he fired in self-defense. That was his original story. Investigators also say there's nobody lives in the basement right now. <laughs> that place is empty. 
and that in fact there is no basement at all. <laughs> why, why did they? <laughs> so investigators first say, "Oh yeah, there's nobody living in the basement." Oh yeah, there's no basement. No one, by they the could way, have just no said, basement. "Well, yeah. there's no basement." Yeah, they could have, but I like that yeah, they didn't. Instead of, "There's nobody living in the basement." Oh, by the way, there's also no basement. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this guy's got problems. Is really the bottom line there. So we wish him well. God. We wish him well. Uh, yeah, hope he hope he gets the help he needs. And um, I don't know, maybe he has a a little red flag on his file to not be able to purchase uh, weaponry right in the future. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Yeah. All right, here's this story. Uh, old town wants to completely dig up its landfill and move the garbage down the road. Sure. Yeah, that's what you do when you're in an old town. Uh, it's literally called Old Town, by the way. It's the name of the town. Yeah, this is a Banger, Maine. Is there so? There's apparently a, par, a, a part of Banger, Maine called Old Town. I wonder if uh, Stephen King will get involved. He lives out there, doesn't he? Right. Go, sure. All his books are set in somewhere near there. Seems like at some point they had to name that town Old Town. Hmm. Yeah. It's not like it's you know a name that's. It used to be called Town, and now it's called Old Town. Right. It's not like York and New York. At some point, somebody floated the idea, well, let's call this place Old Town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know why they would do that. That's a, that's a really great question. Like, when they started, yeah. was it Old Town to begin with? Right. Did they call it New Town? And then just after a certain number of years, they said, well, we can't really call it New Town anymore. Let's call it Old Town. Yeah. They had to wait for, like, one lady to be born, live to 90, die, and then they're like, all right, it's Old Town. We've changed it. Yeah. Well, uh, here's the deal. They want to shutter its remaining un- unlined landfill, uh, but how exactly it plans to uh, close it would be first of, or sorry, would be a first for the state if approved. The city filed an application with the Maine Department of Environmental Protection. I love when people say the Maine Department because it sounds like there's an alternative department that you want to go with the Maine <laughs> one. Right. Love that. Love the way that sounds. Yeah. Uh, they did this on the 19th of July, requesting to Old Town's construction and demolition debris landfill uh, that has been inactive since 2014. They want to move it. Um, typically, towns elect to cover a landfill and seal the contents in the ground. But in their case, they want to completely unearth the pile of garbage and haul it 4.5 miles down the road to another landfill and combine them. Uh, the move would mark a departure for the way Maine towns and cities. Let's see again, Maine towns. I like that. And cities have handled the closing of landfills since the state started encouraging suck it. Suck at naming towns in Maine. <laughs> yeah, they just like, suck at it. That's right. You guys are bad. Uh, city manager Bill Mayo. That's a name Justin Robert Young would not like because he don't <laughs> like Mayo. Uh, said landfills like the old town uh, one uh, wants to get rid or that it wants to get rid of are potentially uh, a liability as they are generally unlined. That means that stuff could like leak into the water and all that other stuff. Uh, contaminate soil and whatnot. So that's why they want to move it. Maybe line your uh, yeah. thing next time. Oh, you, are you so old that you didn't know about that when you started? Right. You just line your line your landfill. Uh, Multi B78 says Fort Collins has Old Town, which is the OG area. Well, no, so does Arvada. We have Old Town Arvada. There's Old Town Fort Collins, but it's not an actual town called Old Town. Yeah, you're not a certified city. It's, it's a city, yeah. a city of Old Town, which is even funnier. Why would it be Old City? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it says uh, oh, the, the name Old Town derives from the Indian Old Town. What does that mean? Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I can't. So apparently there right. was a, a Native American name that uh, Old Town. Old Town. That seems. I odd. wonder if it's, but it, but it's probably another name that translates to Old Town, and they just start calling it Old Town. I don't know. Hmm, let's see. This here. is a lot. 
this is a lot of really diverse information that we have. Yes, it really is. Yes. Oh, an old town was settled in 1840, so it's old. It is old. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Settled in 1774, incorporated in 1880. That's when they picked the name. That was old then. So, okay. Gotcha. All right. Oh, the name Old Town. From I see what he's saying. The name Old Town derives from Indian Old Town, which was the English name for the largest Penobscot Indian village, now known as Indian Island. Oh, where? So uh, then they just yeah, from Donald Penobscot. Yeah, I knew just, this is coming. Yeah, ma- married to um, Margaret Houlihan. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We just Donald saw that Penobscot, episode. We just saw only, that episode last night, so it's like impossible to. The only Penobscot <laughs> that I've ever heard of, right? Yeah. Besides apparently this uh, river in Maine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. they just really shortened it from Indian Old Town to just Old Town. I gotcha. Still well, Indian Old Town? I don't know. Uh, BioCat wants to know, is there, a real, is there a road in Old Town I can take my horse down to? Um, <laughs> yeah, you got to take your horse to the Old Town Road and then yeah. ride like you can't so no you more. you can't no more. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I guess his new song's controversial because he's nude in the video. Is that true? Heard something about Oh, that. I haven't seen it. Little Nas I saw X. The, I saw the Satan video... Uh, yeah, where he goes down the pole and all that. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you need. I'm going down this pole and I can't freaking see or whatever. I don't know how it goes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's pretty close, right? That was uh, 100% accurate. Um, his songs are, you know, they're uh, they're movers and shakers, man. <laughs> People like little Lil Nas X. They like him. They do. They what, do. What's with the trend with uh, hip-hop and... Uh, you know those those rappers and hip hop artists with the Lil in their name. I don't like it. I don't know, Dionne Warwick. Uh, why don't you tweet about it? <laughs> did, did she do that? I don't remember this. Is that a thing she did? Yeah, she she I love Dionne Warwick is great because it's like, uh, why do you call yourself Chance the rapper? If you're a rapper, just call yourself Chance. And then uh, she calls Billy Eilish William Eyelash. <laughs> Okay, she's kind of great. Why am I not following her on Twitter? <laughs> I don't she's know. Great. She's like she's a breath of fresh air on uh, on Twitter for sure. All right, here are the rappers with Lil in their name: Lil okay. Wayne, Lil Uzi Vert, oh, Lil yeah, Baby, Lil Uzi Vert. My least favorite: Lil Peep, uh, Lil Yak Yachi Yak Yak Yachty, Lil Yachty. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like a yacht. All right. Like yacht. Uh-huh. Because it's fancy and expensive. Uh, <laughs> Lil Skies, Lil Dicky. Oh, I probably changed that one. Lil Dicky. Yeah, I don't want to change that. Uh, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he changed something to that. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh... He should work with this other guy, Lil Pump. Maybe that'll help. Uh, there's Lil John, Lil Dirk, Lil Kim, Lil Nas X, of course, Lil Boozy, Lil Zan, Lil B, Lil Bobby, Lil Reese, Lil Troy. Lil Romeo, Lil Cease, Lil Twist, Lil Mo. You know what? This doesn't end. It's no, a thousand no, no, lines it long. There's it's, like an, it's a never-ending list. The The list will never stop because as you're reading it, eight new uh, hip-hop artists are going to take the name Lil something. Oh, my gosh. These statistics are scary. Every time a hip-hop artist takes the name Lil something, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> well, good luck to all of them, I guess, in their own special yes. way. All right. Moving on to this water park. Um, oh, before well, we... technically not a water park. Technically a regular park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, part yes. of which became a water park. Yeah, it kind of became one. Disney greets uh, or guests rather swim in flooded Magic Kingdom streets. Uh, rain yeah. and theme, uh, rain and theme parks don't mix. They say, uh, but you could still have some fun. Around three p.m., 
Uh, Thursday, weather system moved over Disney World. So it's down in Florida. This is the Florida one. Yeah. Yep. And the streets around Cosmic Ray Cafe became flooded, according to photos shared with the news organization that posted this. Uh, while some guests took shelter from the rain, others, including children, decided to enjoy the water park that formed inside the Magic Kingdom. Uh, Cassie Chase uh, shared photos of children playing and swimming at the annual Pass Holders Facebook page, saying, quote, Magic Kingdom turned into a water park. <laughs> uh, here's a photo. I'll just share this yeah. with the chat. They're, they're using the word swimming very liberally because, as they even say in the article, the water was about ankle deep. Yeah. It's hard <laughs> so, to call that swimming. Yeah. But it looks like fun. If I was a kid, I'd have loved that. It kind of does, right? Run and splash in that business. Yeah. Uh, and and that's a pretty big section to not have adequate um, drainage. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I agree. But I don't know. I mean, Florida's weird, but I but I always thought that they'd have an easier time with flash floody type moments because of uh you know, it's already wetland, it's already you know hurricanes and stuff down there that they've got to be prepared for. So you'd think that this wouldn't be like, Oh, this was unexpected. Rain. Yeah, rain, (laughs) weird. We're in Florida again, rain, weird. Yeah. Uh uh don't have to worry about this in uh California, but yeah. Hey, you gonna you gonna uh, start saving six thousand bucks so you can uh, spend a couple days on a Star Destroyer hotel in Disney? Okay, I won't lie to you. I was so excited for them. <laughs> I knew. I mean, since this was announced and all the talk about it, like what yeah, it might be, yeah. I was so excited all the way up through this lead up. And now they've announced it's for the it's it's for rich people. It's not for anyone. It is else. for rich people. It's basically an alternative to um, the Disney cruise, yeah. right? It's basically. Uh, well, we could spend X amount and go on a boat and get the Disney experience there, or we could do this and get the Star Wars experience in a hotel. But it's like it's not, you know, it's not like you're you're Sheraton where you're just going in there, you're dropping off your luggage, go out and do other stuff. This is you're going in there, committing to a couple, two to three days of full entertainment of being a an Imperial soldier or Rebel Alliance member and. Yeah, it's a it's a what do you call it? It's it's like Westworld in there. It's like Westworld. There you go. That's a yeah. good that's a good comparison. It's right. Yeah, they're going all You're in, not, but it's all pretend. Yeah. They're not in space, just so everyone knows. <laughs> it's all pretend. Yeah, space would be cheaper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how I feel. Yeah. I, I want to do uh, it. Like I would really like to do it. Oh, I do so too. But expensive. yeah, there's. It would have to come down about, uh, I don't know, $5,500 for me to consider it. Yeah, if you said to me, hey, <laughs> 600 bucks, two nights, 600 bucks a night. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, do, I'd, do, I'd that. do that I because would totally it would be, that. it's a lot still, but I'd be like, well, for this experience, you know, you pay a premium. And like you exactly. said, it would be comparable to like going on a Disney cruise or something, money-wise. But I don't want to, well, would I go to a Fury Road hotel? Hell yeah, I would. Yeah, but you f- also wouldn't spend six thousand dollars to go to a few. No, hell hotel. no. Otherwise, otherwise you would have gone to Burning Man already. Right, and all they'd take, you know, what they should take for payment is water or gas. They don't. That's all they care. That's currency. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. You got gasoline. That yeah, usually I gotta... is what Burning Man is. The Fury Road Hotel yeah, is what it is. It is. I yeah. should go there one day. No, probably not. Yeah. I mean, there's an actual like. Uh, Mad Max event every year that's a lot like that. There is, yeah, separate from uh, Burning Man. That's a whole different thing. Oh, I forgot what that's um, called, but yeah, I might go to that one. Are they still doing that? I knew that they did that one year, but are they still I think so. I think every that? year they do it. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. I could be wrong. Maybe COVID changed that. I don't know. Oh, maybe. But, uh, uh, the important thing is we're going to take a break. And when yeah. we come back, we're going to 
hang out with Wendy. We're gonna we're gonna answer a big question for a lot of people coming up here in this uh, next couple of months. So we'll get to that in a second. Before all that, though, let's do a musical break from Brian Ibbett. Sure. So uh, Oakland, California for this one. This one actually started out as a bedroom project in 2010 for uh, Ryan Christopher Parks, who's worked with Boots Riley um, in in, uh, uh, Riley's uh, 2018 film, Sorry to Bother You, um, working on music and and collaborating. And this turned into something so much bigger and better. Um, B. Hamilton is uh, getting ready to release a new album called Nothing and Nowhere. comes out October 15th on vinyl and digital streaming platforms, courtesy of Sofa Burn Records. This is the brand new single from B. Hamilton. It is North San Juan.
your bunks, I want you two turds to clean the head. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, this is the morning stream. Well, Cameron doesn't think I'd survive at Burning Man. I think I'd do just fine. I just stand I think, around. I think for Scott, it would be an entire weekend of what grows Scott out the most. Oh, totally. I Absolutely. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I would be uh, like, I'd be in my, I'd get a camper or something. I don't know what I'd do, but I I wouldn't, I'm not going to go to some debauchery filled freaking orgy on the, you know, get sand in my crotch. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. But I'd, but I'd be, I'd, I'd observe. <laughs> I'd be watching the weird stuff burn and the crazy art installations and. Yeah. You know, why that lady's topless, who knows, like that kind of stuff. It'd be interesting. And I love the desert. You know I like the desert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Brian, that song, once yes, again. Sir. That song, again, is uh, North San Juan by B. Hamilton. And, yeah, that definitely has some uh, Black Keys vibes to it. That's B. Hamilton, North San Juan. Very, very nice. Yeah. All right, we're bringing Wendy in, and uh, we're going to have some fun here. Uh, yeah, with Wendy, my sister. Uh, she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna join us here shortly, and I'm gonna play this little intro song for her and everything. If I can find it, where to go? I don't know. Knows it's Wendy. Hey, look. 
look who it is. It's my sister, Wendy Dunford, who joins us on Thursdays and uh, talks about all sorts of stuff, including ways you can be a better you. Hello, Wendy. Hello. Oh, hi. Wendy, Wendy how do you feel about uh, meatballs at Ikea? Yeah. Is it... Uh, yeah. Is it a draw for you? Like when you're going there to get a bookcase anyway, do you say, oh, let's get some meatballs or? Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. Really? You get them every time. Yeah, and it's it's not that it's the best quality. Sorry, I have to leave this room. Uh, after, it's not that it's the best quality. It's that it's just memories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you have good right? feelings about it. Do you When you go there now, though, since you lived in Sweden for like, I don't know, was that three oh, years? Oh, good four point. Years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you? That's why I do it. Okay. Like the other day, I went to it. A, a memory of the a, Swedish. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So the Scandinavian uh, bakery, there's a Scandinavian bakery around me. And just two days ago, I got meatballs and lingonberry, but it's like good. You know, there's a yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah. Ikea is like the McDonald's of Sweden. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, they have to sure. be, right? Actually, that's, yeah. that's rude. McDonald's is probably better. <laughs> no, <laughs> All right. No, well, it's fine. It's fine. But it's, uh, yeah. So it's for that reason. Not probably, that's not just what I would eat. Right. Like, well, actually, you guys are, how do the Swedes, since I know here? it's originally a Swedish thing, but how do the Swedes generally feel about Ikea and its prominence in the world now, like as a, as a brand? Like, is it sort of looked down upon? Are they like proud of it? Oh. Like, I don't know if they even think about it, to be honest. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they shop there. It's like what it is. And that was really obvious when we got there that Ikea is the cheap knockoff version of where they all would normally shop uh, if you have the money, right? It's expensive design that they've just made a really, really cheap version of. So I would go in stores and be like, this stuff is, it's like, it's like quality versions of things yeah, and right. like five times the price. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I get why someone started Ikea. Cause yeah. I remember, expensive. Yeah. Uh, I remember, um, being surprised reading the uh the the girl with the dragon tattoo books the mm-hmm. yeah that the um, character elizabeth salander actually when she was on the lamb hiding out she went to a gun apartment and and then went to ikea and bought a bunch of furniture so it takes place in sweden <laughs> yeah and she's going to ikea and getting like all the cheap furniture to fill her apartment yeah yeah they they uh definitely i mean i don't they're not like not proud of it or yeah. They're just but not it's... overly proud of things anyway, but just, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a really normal part of life. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's like saying, are we proud of Carl's Jr.? No. Are we proud? No. Yeah. The answer I mean, is I think no. there's things like that we're not proud of, but I yeah. think for them it's like. Yeah. There's no yeah. Carl's Jr. pride for me at all. No. No, no Carl's Jr. I've never even eaten there. That's oh, well, I recommend not. Um, last time I ate there, it was a long time ago, but there was sand in my salad, like a big chunk oh, of dirt. Boy. So, yeah. It was like magic sand, you know, where you put it in water and you pull it out and it's dry still. It was like a it was like a wet clod on the outside, but if you broke it with the fork, which I did, all the sand just kind of poured out. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. Anyway, Carl's Jr. Who's Jr. and why do we care? Yeah, um, sponsor of the show. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but, but hey, we'll change our tune. Give us a call. Um, so, get us some dirt salad at Carl's. Yeah, Jr. get some sweet dirt salad. All right. Hey, uh, Wendy's here. I, I failed to mention this. A lot of people already know it, and that's why I did. But Wendy is an actual therapist. She helps people with real problems all the time. Normally, we kick things off with an email, but I thought because I've been thinking a lot about it, and because I like to make it about me. Um, here's here's the thing. I feel like we got a next normal heading our way. And the next normal looks like this. We got Delta variant. We got um, possibly Delta Plus or whatever they called it the other day. Um, 
who was it was saying that somewhere I was reading about some other version of, of Delta Lambda that is now mutating itself and becoming another version of sort of the Delta variant. And it's worse. Um, and then, uh, you know, even though the, the country as a whole hit a pretty decent milestone of like 70, was it 70 percent? vaccinated or something of adults meaning you know those who can are you talking about certain parts of the country no 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 No, overall like i thought it was an overall percentage do i have that wrong i might have that wrong um i can't remember now i remember oh you mean like 70 percent of americans are vaccinated yeah 70 percent of americans who are able to get the vaccine have gotten it right because there's kids and stuff still that can't that includes kids yeah 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 well i don't know if it does it include kids 12 and up oh 12 and up okay Oh, is that what the deal is? If you're 12, you can get one? Is that how it is now? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. All right. So. And they're doing trials for younger. For younger. Right. Right. And there's, there's talk of emergency authorization and all that, but we'll, we'll see. But anyway, um, this is all heading a little close to home because I've got three neighbors now who all have Delta and are all, uh, on oxygen or some form of horribleness. Oh, geez. Yeah. It's bad. One of them. Were they vaccinated? One. No. One of them works for the DEA and was not vaccinated. I don't know why. And not that you have to work for the department. Of, or no, not DEA. What's the one with guns? Uh, guns and alcohol? Fire. Tobacco, yeah. firearms. Uh, yeah, that one. Uh, um, d- that's DEA, right? Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Uh, oh, ATF? 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 Oh, then what's DEA? Yeah, I forget what ATF. DEA is then. Oh, my gosh. Does anyone else want to <laughs> hang up now? Talk. <laughs> What, what's the, the three-letter name of the agency that deals with al- alcohol, tobacco, and firearms? Anybody oh, know? There it is, Drug Enforcement Agency. No. I think that's who he works for. Anyway, the he DEA, was yeah. he's not vaccinated. The other two people in my uh, story are not either. Um, and boy, howdy, are they paying for it now. But anyway, uh, so because of that, because there's a bunch of people that for a billion, ri- trillion reasons uh, are not doing it or are doing it or, or you know, I, I don't, we don't have to get into that. But there's this le- there's this looming feeling that we're now going to enter into a new period of, well, because of the unvaccinated, back to some, back to masks, back to certain mandates, back to, you know, restrictions here, here and here. Um, and there's a I've heard from multiple people who have said. I'm bracing for this like no other, especially people that work in retail or people that are involved in like a lot of public facing stuff. They're feeling they're feeling this feeling like, oh, no, maybe PTSD. I don't know what to call this, but they're feeling like, oh, no, I'm about to deal with this. This is all going to happen again. We're going to have this horrible clash of awful people and people just trying to get their jobs done. And I don't think I can do that for another winter. Like and, and, and it feels like there's a lot of worry about that right now. So I thought maybe we could talk to that and maybe how do you prepare for that? If it even is a thing and if it's just existential fine, but how do you deal with that? Like that's where I want to go today. Okay. What, what do you think? Let's go there. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's start with England, England, do it. Hence to England. So um, I've been talking to a few people there and just kind of hearing the play by play of what it's, like and their experiences and so uh that's been fascinating uh and also you know boris johnson is like a clown person yeah, like kind <laughs> of is. Yeah. and you've seen him with the umbrella i mean what is yes. happening anyway yeah. so funny um he's a clown and person. <laughs> he is a clown person and they had a, a particular plan which is vaccinate 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 get as many people and I, I, clearly they're not very american and they did it so it's some, their rate is something like first time, or one shot is up in the upper 80s percentage wise. 
Mm. Um, and then second shot is like 76 or something. So they're, they're really high up there. And then they, they've made the call that we're going to open up mm. we're going to do everything. You know, we'll, we'll figure out some ways to make sure it's okay for those who can't and, you know, support whatever they've, mm. they have a plan and they're going for it. And, you know, at this point, they're seeing, you know, dangerous cases drop. The hospitals are empty. I mean, they had a surge and it was before us because they had Delta before us. Right. Um, but they made the call that, hey, if everyone's vaccinated, we can open up. <laughs> and they're not backing down. That's what they're doing. And people are doing the things that they're doing and they're not getting as sick when they get it. And so it is really spreading the way Delta, the Delta variant spreads. But when it spreads among the vaccinated that it doesn't do the same kind of damage. Now, obviously, there's the breakthrough cases, but they're so, so low. And they're also often people who are, you know, the the vaccine doesn't work as well for because they're immunocompromised anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's how these vaccines work. If you they make sure your immune system work against the virus when it sees it. Right. And if you already struggle to do that with any virus, it's going to be a problem. Anyway, so that's been kind of the philosophy there, which is interesting because they're there are a couple months ahead of us and we'll see what happens there. So right. that's one take. The Swedes have another take. I mean, every country has done their own different thing, but what you'll find is nowhere on earth are we as vaccine hating as we are here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the challenge, right? Is that there is enough evidence to show that I'm going to get away from the lawnmower outside for the loves. Sorry. I don't, maybe you can't hear that. No, you and you know what? You're it was... sounding better already, though. Like uh, okay. less echoey. Oh yeah, you're whatever less room echo. you've moved into is uh, far better. For... <laughs> yeah, you're way less terrible. echo now. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, anyway, so this this uh, idea that like you can kind of watch these other places and see what they're doing and see how what's what's happening. And of course, I I get a little jealous because I just think, can I just be in New Zealand? <laughs> can I just uh, experience a different situation? And sure. Okay, so that said, you if you're an American, you're in where you're at. If you're living in, I don't know, Alabama maybe or Tennessee or wherever the vaccination rates are are very low and the hospitals are filling up. Let's say um, Florida, since they're the worst right now, they've got the yeah. Worst Florida numbers. really is yeah. is it, it's tough. So so what do you do now? Everyone's at a different stage and place. Like so, for example but I'm wearing masks a ton. I was still, I was fully vaccinated, still wearing masks. And then we flew out to Utah. I had to wear a mask on the plane. Normal, normal. We get to Utah pretty much stopped wearing a mask because we were just with people vaccinated and outdoors a lot. And just like got out of the habit after two, it was a week and a half or two. Then I had to get back on a plane with a mask on. And I was like, I cannot breathe. I this is so hot and annoying. Like it's like my calluses wore off or something. Mm-hmm. And it, it really shifted. I was just like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to do this, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, kind of, we didn't have, we haven't had any masking here necessarily. They, there's always the request to wear a mask if you are um, not vaccinated, but of course we are. So um, living, living life. And then we start to hear about all the things that like everyone is hearing about and the schools are making decisions and, and the reality is it's potentially coming all back and we'll have to get used to it again. So so here's where I have something to say that might actually be helpful because I just sound like anybody else trying to figure this out, right? Mm-hmm. It's the psychology of this for each of us individually is is interesting and which I wish people could, you know, I don't know, 
there would be a, a booth you could enter and someone could help you analyze your own reasons for stuff or something so you could be more aware. But what, and I'm going to actually do this with, with each of you. So we're looking at another round. We're looking at more conflict, more division, more, you know, at this point, we already know who's um, vaccinated or not. If they're wearing masks again, you're like, oh, you're actually vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. proof. Well, that's, that the, that's the irony, going to right? Listen and do that, the thing. That's you know? the irony. It's like, we, I don't want to get, this is one of my biggest frustrations because people say, well, I'm, I don't want to put, I, you, you can't tell me what I can put in my body or whatever. I'm like, okay, fine. Wear a mask and stay home more then. Mm-hmm. No, I ain't doing that. Okay. Well, then what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And that's just it. You can't tell people what to do. No one will, will do it. And so there's a couple of things psychologically. So I'm going to point out a few things and I'm going to ask you guys a couple of questions. So, uh, sort of climate change is a great example of we think, oh, it's a scientific problem. We just need to give people information so they can see. And okay, so maybe your area is full of wildfires and suddenly you're like, oh, this isn't good. Or you live in Alaska and you have watched glaciers just disappear. And so you are you're looking at maybe some of the evidence that affects you or whatever it might be. But that is not what this is this isn't a science problem or someone experiencing a problem. It's a human behavior problem. Right. Right. Which is people do what they do and they do it for various reasons. So a good question is to ask yourself, what do you do or what's your own individual belief, thinking, strategy? Like boil it down to just you as an individual. So for example, I did not think I would have had that reaction after a week without a mask putting it back on. I thought I'd be like, well, yeah, that's what we do. But I had a like a physical response to it that was like, I freaking hate this. I hate yeah. them too. I can't yeah. stand them. I hate them. And yeah. that was the first time. I think before I just stayed home. And then eventually as I got out and more, it was like the benefit of getting out after staying home was worth having that thing on my face. Mm-hmm. And then to suddenly taste that freedom and then go back is really daunting. So yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're getting at is you've got people in various stages of having really made a lot of effort to stop the spread, to protect their family and loved ones. Like they really care about this and then maybe have tasted a little bit of normalcy and have to go back. You have people who have never done one dang thing and suddenly they're watching their neighbor die or loved one die. And so they are having it, you know, so everyone is in such a different place that there's no universal way to, to say this. So let's just use you guys ex- examples. So, so Scott, let's start with, um, what is it? What does this do to you to think this is coming again? Like what rises up in you as you think, okay, we have to go back to maybe more masks or just less whatever and more crap people fighting all that. So what, what happens? Well, okay. So, uh, if anything, okay. So if anything, this this topic or this discussion uh, was inspired by a video clip I saw the other day of a dad in his forties, thirties, maybe on his basically his deathbed. He is so COVID COVID gone that he's just about out, and he's hooked up to ventilators. He's hooked up to all kinds of stuff. He can barely speak. But what may have been his last words, I don't know. Were uh, basically this sentence where he, and you could barely understand it, but if you listen closely, you could hear what he said. He kind of had to whisper through it, but he basically said, yeah, we, we, we didn't believe in getting the vaccine. Um, I'm a, you know, we're, we're a conservative Christian family 
but now I wish I would have because my kids are not going to have their dad around. It's something like that. It was a very sad video. But I could not get over this, that statement We to say, we didn't believe in them, and now here and now I will tell you why, because we are a conservative Christian family, and now I wish I would have done it. So those are your three structures to that sentence, or the three yeah. parts of it, three phases. Phase two really got under my skin. Because what that tells me is so many people have bought into this because people they know, like, trust, whatever, have known their whole lives, I don't know, are telling them this, helping reinforce whatever misinformation they get from other places. And they now see it as tribal. They see it as part of their very faith of who they are. Like their their very core beliefs now include, I don't do vaccines because I'm a conservative Christian, whatever. That means mm-hmm. um, that's so ingrained in people, even on their deathbed, they're still they're still saying it as if it's an excuse. That those are the people I'm going to have to deal with, that that kind of thinking is the is is now going to come back in force and maybe more so because there are people who who uh, understand the science, did the right thing are not only doing the right thing for themselves, but for those around them and got the vaccine. So now you actually have a real division, like a physical division between people. Before, we were all in this together and we had maybe bad attitudes and everybody clashed for other reasons, but we also didn't have, a, there was no method to the madness. Then we get the way to, to fix this uh, or to, to curb it, to curve it and to save lives. And then a whole bunch of people do it and then a whole bunch of people refuse to do it. Well, now we have a dividing line and it's just like right there. And it's so for me, I'm actually dreading this worse than the first time through because the first time through there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of uh, a lot of whatever. But uh-huh. this time it feels like, oh, no, now there's like this physical line I can see in the ground and there's people over here and there's people over here. And and it will be impossible not to know where the conflicts are. Maybe that's the benefit. I don't know. But my 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 whole thing has always been this. I really wish this would be true of covid covid. If you're listening. Could you mutate? Here's what I want you to do, COVID. I want you, to, I want you to mutate so that all the versions of COVID now exhibit immediate physical symptoms that are hard to ignore. For example, even if someone's just carrying it, I want them to turn. If you're a carrier, I don't want you to be sick, but you're, let's say you're an asymptomatic carrier. I don't want you to feel terrible, but I'd like you to turn bright purple. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you just be bright purple and in public, everyone can go, oh, that guy, he's carrying. Now, people who actually have it and think they just have a cold or whatever or are not vaccinated and have COVID floating around them, I'd like one of their eyeballs to like dangle out on their cheek for a long time or something. <laughs> I want oh, something that's that so like physically obvious yep. that you just go, yep, yep, yep. Like a leprosy or, you know, one of those things. You know who's got it. And you don't want it even more. I guarantee you there are two things that will drive people. They see it more and they don't think of it as this invisible thing and Jesus Jesus is my vaccine kind of level thinking, but actually see it. And you could say, well, go to a hospital, look at the emergency room, you can see it. No, I know, but people don't do that because they suck. They'd like to be ignorant. Show it to us, right? Have it be visible. Now, that's not going to happen. So number two, here's my other solution. Insurance companies announce that premiums are going up because your premiums will go up if you're unvaccinated, just like if you were a smoker and you're not quitting, your premiums will go up. Just And also a million other reasons that insurance likes to ding you in our crappy healthcare system 
for once it might actually be a motivator because they'll say, are you vaccinated for the COVID-19 or any of its variants? No. Oh, well, you're going to pay more every month. Put the freaking, put it in my veins. People are going to do it because money motivates. So that's my trick. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but I'm rooting for insurance companies to up their rates for the unvaccinated. That's what I'm rooting for. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's much better to make it a financial um, problem than a loss of life problem. Uh, I just kind of wish the uh, one of the symptoms of uh, COVID would be rational thought. It seems like that would be a a nice welcome change to. But then they'd have so to catch strange. it to get it. They'd have to catch it to get it, and then they might die from it. But at least they'd be right, rational. At least they after would that. be rational about it. Yes. I mean, I think a lot well, of them, if it goes that far, I don't know they if do. You guys get. have seen if you've seen just sort of the the BuzzFeed lists or the you know people are gathering the lists of what people has vaccine hesitators have said has changed their mind. So this is not people who are still hesitating because guess what? We all get it and we can stop interviewing them because we know, but it's the ones that have switched and have gotten the vaccine. And just to hear what it is, it isn't obviously that there's an eyeball dangling out of their eye. It's just that there's, there's some incentive. There's some moment that makes more sense to them or, you know, whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. which I'm going to rag on the media for a half a second here. Like, it's, I mean, if we just interviewed nonstop nurses and ICUs and doctors and ICUs and emergency room physicians and just nonstop heard their stories, just tell us again and again what it is you're seeing. And, you know, for a perfect example is there's a hospital, I think it's Louisiana, that's in, in the New Orleans area. They had 6,000 nurse openings in their, in their system. Before the wave hit, and that's because the last wave drove many of them out either, you know, just they can't do it anymore. So if you're burned out, imagine the people who are having to treat Mm -hmm. these folks who had a choice to not be in that place is just beyond. And I just think we don't, you know, you have to go to Twitter and some corner and a nurse can say, this is killing us. And we're like, oh, I saw that. But that is not what you're seeing. And maybe I'm just not consuming the right places, but I feel like we are. Once again, you know, playing up to the worst in humanity and rather than appealing to our best or better selves, which everyone has, by the way, all these people you're claiming are ignorant and stupid. And if they're just not rational and blah, 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 they are, they're probably compassionate human beings who are thinking in particular ways because that is safety for them. That's what overrides human beings. They want to be safe. And I, and you're saying, hello, get the vaccine. You'll be safe. But they feel safe in these different ways, which is holding on to their faith or whatever, or hanging on to, um, you know, just, I hate the government. So whatever they do is bad or whatever the things may be that make them feel solid, that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so it's tricky. And how do you appeal to that? Well, you can't show them, you know, certain things once or twice and have it work. It's tricky. And this is, I mean, hello, economists, if they knew how to do this. <laughs> well, see, this is, we I'm, would really, all be, I'm really glad you put it this ahead. way. And I, I want to just make this part clear because some of the chats just said it, uh, they're not compassionate if they're not thinking about others. Like it's really easy to dunk on, on them all. And I do it constantly. So I understand that. But what I, I, I really like the way you put it. It isn't, you can't just simply say personal safety overrides everything for humans without acknowledging that personal safety isn't just not being sick or not getting hit by a car. It's sometimes much deeper than that. Sometimes your personal safety is 
you've had a long held system of beliefs or or attitudes or whatever that have been with you since you were five. And to contradict those would be to contradict your entire life's learning in your in your mind. Like to, for someone to say, you know, if you if you spent your entire life hearing that, uh, I don't know that the government, everything the government does is bad, and anything they inject you with is is evil and whatever. If that's just been part of your line your whole life, and now today you're suddenly told, no, no, this time just change your mind because everything's fine over here. That's them moving away from their safety place, yeah. the place where they thought they were on sturdy, solid ground. And understanding that I think is really key and important for me anyway, to have any mental health around this, because if I don't, then it's just black and white. Everyone's stupid. And that's not true. In fact, that's what's partly what's so frustrating. This guy up the road who works for the government, I know is a really capable dude and has amazing kids and is like a really smart guy and spending a lot of time in some really intense training for the military and other things. Like I know all these things about him. And I know he's a little bit anti-vax. He may not be today. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to him. I can't get near him because he's so sick. Nobody wants to be near him. But mm-hmm. but uh, it's not that clean and cut. It's not like, oh, well, that guy clearly is the worst, compa- uh, no compassion in him because, because if he had compassion, he'd understand that this is important to do this for everybody because we're all exposed if some of us, you know, don't get vaccinated. Like you could go down that line of thinking and I understand why you would. But that's because that's your safe place and that's where your sturdy ground is. And it may be sturdier and more realistic and more scientifically proven that your ground is sturdier. But it doesn't change the fact that you're going to have this giant clash with that dude if you decide that, well, mine's sturdier than yours, so let's fight. Like, that's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm stressing about for the next couple of months is I feel like we're, we're going to get back up to there where everybody's going to say a bunch of stuff that paints them as something they aren't or maybe are a little or are a lot. But we're all going to have to either ignore all of that somehow, which is near impossible, or we're going to have to face it again. And that's where my anxiety comes from. So there was an interview on NPR. It was a woman somewhere, and she was asked why she wasn't getting vaccinated. And, um, you know, the hospitals are overrun again and all this stuff. And she sounded really dumb. And she said, I just, whatever she said, it was just bad thinking about any of this. And then she said, what I, they just think we're so stupid. And so they talked to us like, and I was thinking, Oh man, because you're kind of stupid, you know, like I'm, (laughs) I'm struggling to like, you just said crazy stuff and then said, they tell me I'm stupid. But if you really, if you back up, right. And you get away from the content of what you're viewing and how it personally riles you up and makes you feel unsafe, which is hard to do. But if you can back up and really listen to her, what she's saying is true for every human on earth. If you are, people are coming at you and telling you are stupid, what are you going to do? You are not going to change your mind. You are not going to go, oh, you know what? You're right. I'm being stupid. You're right. I'm being I'm stupid. Uh, You're going to double down. The opposite way that I've been thinking. Yeah. I'm, not totally. even sure, I'm not even sure a compassionate approach is working these days anyway. I don't think people... See, this is this is no, where I'm at. No. I don't think they're going to do it no matter what we do. So either mandate right. it or don't. Mandate it or don't. Like, mm-hmm. right. make it so that we all have to do it like we did for measles, polio, and everything else. Uh, and 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 quit pretending like we can soft talk people into into doing the right thing. It's not going to happen. So I'm not saying go full fascist to pin people down and jam needles in their arms. I'm saying oh. mandate it 
or don't. Right. Right. <laughs> like, it's yeah, no, we're, we're, seeing, we're seeing more and more places here in Denver. And I know there are places in New York that are doing this. California is doing this saying, um, yeah, we're not requiring you to get the vaccine, but if you want to enter our establishment, you either need to show us your vaccine report or a COVID test taken in the last two days that shows yeah. negative results. Um, so it's, you know, it's like, I think I'm hoping that if people enough companies and establishments, businesses do this, it becomes a, oh, all right, well, we've tried the compassion. We've tried the mandate. Let's just try making it as inconvenient as possible for anti-vaxxers. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah and again, like, back to this yeah. human behavior issue, mm-hmm. not it, this appeal to their higher self or, or you know, can't you see that you're putting – children at writ, you know, none of that is working guys. Have we not noticed? Like it's like, get to the, the point of what actually drives people's decision. And half the time it's just incentivizing or de-incentivizing behavior. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You, your, your insurance premiums go up, you get rejected for this because you're not, you don't have the vaccine because it is an actual cost that insurance companies, thousands, millions of dollars will be spent on you. You are a higher risk, right? So there's no two ways about that. You just do it. And then your businesses have their rules because capitalism is not a right, everybody. That Starbucks isn't yours. Mm. It's an option. And, you know, you can't go in without your shirt or your shoes. No, free, free marketers only like it when the free market serves them. And the minute the free market does something that isn't serving them, they, they claim censorship or, or claim, right. you know, being right. oppressed or whatever. Right. And, and, and what's cool is the test. You can get it two days before. We just had to do it. We sent a kid to some camp and... One kid's vaccinated, so we just had to show his vaccination. The other kid, we had to go shove swabs up his nose, and he hated every second. Was like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, never wants to do that that again. Was that Elliot? Because he's too young. Is it Elliot? And no, Peter is Peter. Oh, the poor kid, dude. Yeah, he was like, "This is torture." And of course, he has a negative test, and then we can send him to camp. Hey, we just did it, and it is a pain. And if I could get him vaccinated, I'd do it right this second because it's so demotivating to do all the, the work. I tell you what, it, it just is. And I'm sure, you know, people have other thoughts and feelings about this. Great. But it, I, it's just, if you want the economy to move forward, you want humans to survive. We have to figure out how to live with this. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the last time this is happening. Right. Like, and okay. So can we go back up for a second? Go back to this. How do you handle it as individuals? I mean, we're saying all this stuff that we think, or, you know, try this or blah, blah, blah. Um, but how going to your original question here, Scott, which is how do I gear up for this next round? And I want to throw out like a wrench of a, of a way to think about this really differently, because the current way, if you're really frustrated, it means you've been thinking about it the same way. Right. I mean, right. I can make that assumption. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you've changed your mind 10 times about this, but I think you probably have the same, you know, general sense people should be vaccinated people who don't really are putting all of us at risk and this is problematic people fight like you have a view so if we could just imagine looking at this problem we're looking at it from a certain direction if we just like go three quarters of the way around the table and look at it from another angle for you personally so think about what you need to feel safe and what you need to stop doing that makes this worse for you to psychologically handle that this is the community and world you live in. And, you know, kind of let, let's just throw out a couple of things of ways to really view this differently. So any thoughts on that or is that too? Um, 
Boy. Okay. Let me, uh, okay. I haven't thought on this. So, all right. So last night, I got a little salty last night and I put something on Twitter that I probably shouldn't have. But here's what happened I typed the following Proof of vaccination. What's next? State issued ID that tells you if you can legally drive or not. Being very sarcastic, right? Mm-hmm. Got a ton of replies. <laughs> and I'll admit, um, it's, I don't know. I didn't, it's not like viral, but like 450 likes and, you know, 34 retweets or something and enough replies that I could find in there. You know, most people are like, yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do next? Put a strap on me in the car and tell me that I have to wear that or, or limit how many miles per hour I can drive. Like we're all making jokes yeah. about, you know, mm-hmm. the things we just accept as, as normal restrictions just so that we don't kill each other. And somehow this one's a problem. And, uh, and what the reason I'm bringing that up is I have a really hard time with the contradictions. Like somebody who in their, you know, in their bio or otherwise has made it known that they are, you know, uh, pro-life as possible. Except when it comes to vaccines and saving other people's lives. And, and, and they don't see that as, as equating it. But I see it as hypocrisy. So when I see hypocrisy like that, whatever form it may take, whether it's you can't take away my freedoms. I'm going to drive away in my car doing the speed limit with a thing on me that's keeping me safe that I have to do legally. Like, <laughs> like right, those yeah. kinds of contradictions drive me crazy. Or fr- people that yell, free market. All right, well, then they're going to make you wear a mask at the movie theater. Not like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those are the ones where I'm the most vulnerable to pop off and get pissed. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, to answer your question, Wendy, my goal is, or what I'm trying to do, I think failing thus far, but I'm trying to approach these situations with less let to be try to be less reactive to it because i know when they say not my body but then say you know some other pro life thing which affects somebody else's body i know that they don't think they're being contradictive i know they don't think they're being hypocritical right then i mean some do some are just bad actors but mm-hmm. but I know a lot of people don't know that they're doing it right then. They just have these two things in their head and they, in their mind, they don't conflict, but I see the obvious conflict and, and I'm trying to see that for what it is and then not react to it. I don't think I'm going to change their mind. I'm not going to change, you know, what they think or say. I'm certainly not going to change whether they're going to get a vaccine or not. Um, so I'm just trying to not say anything more. So that's my answer. I'm trying to just not engage. Mm-hmm. And that feels that feels counterintuitive to me because right. I like to talk a lot. Some would say too much. And I like to interject. I like to not just take things at face value and just say, no, wait a minute. Why would you say that? I like to dig in. Sometimes mm-hmm. people send me a random, you know, mean comment on the Internet and, and, and are surprised that I came back to them and said, no, wait a minute. What do you mean by that? Oh, yeah. He's real. He wants to. He's like a person. I can Shoot, actually talk to him. Oh, no. He responded. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? And a lot of times those <laughs> turn out really positive. Like we'll have a good positive discussion offline email or something and 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 both walk away with no hard feelings and it's a good experience but not always and most of the time when it's not always it's around this stuff it's this covid nightmare so so my answer is uh now that i've given brian all the time in the world to think of his uh my my answer is my answer is that i want to engage less which seems it even hurts to say it, but I'm going to engage less with that stuff. 
Right. And so let me, let me throw a thing on there. So engage less would require you to consume less of the stuff that points out the hypocrisy. And then, right. I mean, right. that's that's what I mean. Or you just want to use all your willpower in the world and just fight the urge to. Well, part of it is that. <laughs> Still because... read all the same tweets and read all the same. <laughs> yeah. Facebook Maybe you shouldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, I have gone, I went on a prune. I haven't told anyone about this, but I went on a following and sort of just social media prune and chopped out everybody who's just obsessed about talking about this stuff. I chopped about or topped, uh, got rid of anything that was like overtly political, even people that are just like creators in a different space that have decided to just use their platform for, for politics or social stuff or whatever, and just get back to what I originally liked all of this stuff for, which is I'm following a bunch of artists and comic book writers and creators and, and uh, people in film and, you know, things that I, that I find interesting or that are part of what I do or whatever. And I think that helps, but a little voice in my brain saying, well, that's just you walling off your garden and keeping your head. And, where, and only listening to the people yeah. who agree with you. Yeah, which is kind of true. Like, I won't mm-hmm. deny it. I don't want to be around you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be yeah. around you. Right. I want to be around people who aren't be, being this way. So, I guess I am doing that, I guess. And yeah, so, yeah, okay. And so, what you, what you think about that, that little voice that pops in and says, well, you're just walling yourself off, Right. I often just imagine my sort of high school political science teacher who's just like, you need to read current events, like get get the newspaper because we're old, right? So it was just a newspaper then and read the newspaper. And you were like a cut above every other kid in school who would read that because that's not what anyone was doing, right? So I, I feel like there's this, that teacher is in your head going, you need to know. If you don't know, it's dangerous. And again, that's not completely wrong, but right now, this is this is an exception in history that I think would really serve you better. So I agree, this is a really smart idea because what it does is it allows compassion to grow. It allows your hackles to lower and you you do what you can do and you work on what you can rather than reading about, I mean, Twitter is built to do this to you, right? Yeah. I mean, Twitter is so fun. But it is also built with this exact intent in mind, which is to keep rage alive and going and it works and it pays. So mm-hmm. you just have to detach for a bit and see. I mean, even think of it as a test, right? All right. Okay. The rest of 2021, I will disengage from the COVID conversation and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then by January, everyone will either be dead or we'll have turned a corner. I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I love it. That's a great idea. How about you, Brian? What's your... What's your uh, your take on how you could look at this differently. Um, it's, it's really hard for me to, uh, to look at it the same way as Scott about, uh, I mean the disengaging and, and stuff like that. I'm already not following anybody <laughs> that, uh, that gets, you know, over, uh, overblown about this stuff. Um, yeah, you're already what's frustrating, better this than I am. You've always been this, you've always been a little more clear headed on, I think this approach than I have been. I think that's well, good. and it's just laziness, really. It's it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's the same same reason my Twitter profile and photo haven't changed in the last eight years. But it's um, but as far as the the way I'm going to be dealing with it going forward, I don't know how much of it I really can change because I can I can 
talk to the people that are in my life that are saying things like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get the vac, or I'm not going to get the booster shot because, you know, who knows what they're putting. We don't need, they don't even know what they're putting in their bodies or they're putting into that. And I said, well, um, then we probably won't be coming over as much after you don't get the vaccine because the, the booster, because, uh, uh, we don't accidentally want to get you guys sick if we happen to be carrying it, even though we're vaccinated. Mm. This is a close relative that, that I'm dealing with this. Yeah. But uh, there has to be – I haven't found it yet, but there has to be a level of um, – uh, acceptance acceptance doesn't feel like the right word. It's picking and choosing my battles. Um, it's going and doing the things that, that I still want to do as part of a community. And, and, uh, cause I like to go out as opposed to just staying home, going to theaters, going to restaurants, uh, things like that. I, I'm already finding that I'm just kind of biting my tongue and not looking at people glaring at them or shaking my head if i see them with their mask down over their mouth but with their nose sticking out of it or just around their chin or things like that um it used to really irk me and it does still kind of irk me but i'm i'm kind of at a point where it's like you know what can i do i'm not gonna if i i'm not gonna start a big kerfuffle in a supermarket because i want that person to pull their mask up over their face i'm expecting that there's going to be things uh next week i'm going on vacation i'm going to disneyland and i'm figuring there's probably going to be a good 10 15 20 percent of that time that i'm going to be around people who are required indoors to wear a mask who are either pulling it down under their chin or down or, or not wearing it at all and i I kind of just kind of hope that the that the companies that I solicit do the right thing as far as managing and maintaining that and saying, uh, sir, pull your mask over your face so that the general public doesn't have to be the police and start altercations in a, an amusement park to get people to wear a freaking mask. Well, and here's the problem. When they ask here, uh, see, this is almost impossible for me. If I'm in a situation where a guy's wearing it around his chin and and somebody from the company or the place says, sir, can you please wear your mask uh, properly while, while indoors? And he yeah. throws a fit or starts yelling at that dude. Uh-huh. I can't not freak out and get all up in that dude's face. Freaking F that guy for wearing it wrong and being told and telling this poor kid whose job uh-huh. it just happens to be that he has to remind you of the rules. Like I can't. Oh, ah. There's a but there's a level between those two. Like there's the there's not the you know you don't have to go full. Nope, I'm pretending I don't see this happening and I'm gonna kind of ignore it. And then there's the kind of going crazy about it. There's the dude, you really should do that. You know, yeah. there's the yeah. the um, and it's almost more powerful because they want you to get riled up. They're doing this because they want to push buttons and they want to start an altercation. But if it's like the Oh, you're just such a silly dog. You need to, you know, let's swatch you on the butt with a newspaper because uh, you're that insignificant. Dude, just put on the mask. Yeah. You know, please, it's like, it's almost like please a. Please say if, silly dog and hit a stranger on the butt with a newspaper. You're such a silly dog. Whack. <laughs> that might have more impact. Like, yeah. treating, that, treating their actions and their tantrum as insignificant, but not ignoring it. But just saying, okay, when you're done crying about it, just, you know, pull your mask up, dude. What, you know, what does it hurt? Yeah. Kind of thing. Do that. I like it. Um, 
I like okay, it. Okay, I'm going to give you mine. Maybe I'll just take my, uh, I'm going to take my cowbell, my mini cowbell here and just go, shame, shame. <laughs> I don't even care oh, if they don't wear it around. Like, I'm not going to yell at somebody I see at a, at a Costco not wearing it, right? I don't care. God, I'm vaccinated. Right. He's done. No, I mean, but what I'm going to get the, mad at, what I'm going to get mad at is if that guy gives the heat or the help any heat. It just pisses right, me off. Right. And that's I'm what never, I'm saying, too. It's like, that's when I, that's when I will, you know, say, come on, dude, do what they're saying. Just pull your mask up. Also, he's not yeah. Lord Costco. He's not that CEO. He's uh, somebody who works here. He's Ricky and, Schroeder, for Pete's sake. Yeah, he's just some... <laughs> dude, freaking F Ricky Schroeder. All right, anyway. He's and, former actor, washed up uh, washed up actor Ricky Schroeder, for Pete's sake. Yeah. All right, sorry, Wendy. You were going to say you're, you're playing. Yeah, I was going to say, okay, you guys you, you guys took a couple steps and looked at it from a different angle. That was great. I'm going to I'm gonna have a... I'm going to give you an idea to look at it completely differently. All right. Okay. Is... Anytime there is inconvenience or some type of event that feels threatening or a loss of a job, a loss of, you know, a stage of life that is not turning out the way you want it to turn out. I mean, we can extrapolate this to all these things in our lives, right? That are not how we planned it, not what we want, not what we hope for. And that is this sort of pin pinpoint or, or sort of vortex i can't think of the right word uh in time where you can go in a number of directions right and you can sort of see you can see some options and then there's plenty that you can't see and it's pretty difficult and and a little bit scary um and i think this represents a version of this for a lot of people it may not seem directly the same like oh that time i had to choose to take this job or this job oh it's just like covid i don't mean it like that but what i do mean is that your perception, your take on it, your framing of this thing really matters. And it's either both a major detriment to, you know, I got fired, I quit, I'm never getting out of my bed, or this is going to have to be where I dig deep and I look in a different direction and I take some risks. I mean, it can be an incredible, valuable um, moment in your life. And it it's the only difference is framing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, and the story you've been hanging on to is really hard to let go of because it feels so true. And so that's what this requires is some version of letting, setting down the story you have and reframing this in, in a way that feels like an opportunity. So I'm going to throw this out. If that, if that resonated with anyone listening to think of what you're about to do in the next six months or next year and a half, this pandemic doesn't end for at least another year and a half, which they all told us this at the beginning. No one believed them that mm -hmm. this is a three, four year deal. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's still time left where this is going to be happening. Stop for a moment. And all of your natural impulses are to hang on to the story you have, to stay on the right side of history. And that's everybody doing that at the exact same time, which is always problematic. Um, and, you know, all of that gripping to whatever it is you've been telling yourself and however you've been thinking about this. and imagining letting go of that and putting that same energy into something that is different. Maybe it's something like find a thing you care about. This has illustrated that you care. So find a thing you care about and let's put some energy towards that. So for example, I referenced that we don't hear enough from doctors and nurses. And if we just perpetually heard from them what they're experiencing um, and that they're not okay 
they're really not okay. So I can take that as one of my many tokens of that I can flip at someone to just be like, why don't you just freaking get a vaccine? And I, I move away from the person who has all the rights in the world to not take a vaccine and make the rest of our lives harder. They get to do that. I'm not going to change that no matter what I say or do, unless it is somebody that I have influence over, which I don't over 90. I, I don't have any influence over them. Right. But where can I put my energy and my influence if I care? So does that make sense? We are flipping the camera from, I have energy and care and concern, and I'm wasting it fighting with someone on Twitter. If I turn Twitter off for a minute and turn around, is there a nurse or an organization or a place I can put my money, my mouth, my time, and make do work that is valuable to that? It opportunities. It doesn't even have to be big, right? It can just be kindness to a random person or something. It doesn't, I don't mean you got to start a nonprofit and, you know, help all the nurses out, but what does that look like to, instead of being in the arguing group about this, you move to the action group and it may be really not related to COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's an extension of, you have this energy, this care, and opportunities show up. So for example, somebody gets divorced and you're like, oh, it's terrible. And your entire life plan just crumbled. And where do you go? Well, you can still try to make that relationship work, even though it's ended. And that would be the same idea of keeping the same frame, right? And staying in denial. And, you know, all of us would be really worried about you, right? But it really is this moment of pick something different, do something different. It's scary. We get it. But this reframing can be really powerful. So there's my very uh, different angle on it. I don't know if that's helpful to anyone, but I I do think, um, you know, gearing up for the same thing is, is we just need a little creativity here, a little openness that maybe it's not the same thing, but if you keep doing the same things, it will feel the same. Yeah. But maybe there's some other version of, of living in this next round that feels, um, is a different a different version feels more authentic, and it's going to save your sanity. Yeah, reframe everybody. Time to reframe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if good. you're Scott, get off Twitter. Yeah, I get off Twitter. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know. It helped actually to change who I follow and why. But yeah, I don't know. I got to deal with that feeling of like, oh, why am I shutting myself off from these other opinions? Well, because all of them kind of blow. <laughs> and I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, and what's the net gain here? I mean, right. do yeah, the what math. do I actually get out Are of it? You, Exactly. Are you a better person? Exposing myself to somebody who rants and raves about how vaccines are uh, designed to give you a chip uh, that they can track you with. Which as, is as they type it on a handheld device, a they phone. never leave from their side <laughs> and has about a million chips in it. And uh, what a dummy. Oh, bless. Anyway, uh, that's it for uh, our time with Wendy this week. If you guys have questions, thoughts, feelings, or your own questions and hardships you're dealing with, we'd love to tackle them here on the show. Send us an email the morning stream at gmail.com. Uh, Wendy, anything else? Oh, how are we, uh, how's things on real steps? You guys got a new round yeah, coming. So we are taking a, a personal break from August. We were going to do a round of August, but we've got some things happening, uh, uh, that is just not conducive to doing it this round. So, um, if you've done a previous round, there's a group in discord that are running their, they're redoing maze because the, the content's always available once you buy in. So you can use it anytime. So they're using, May's content and they're still meeting on Monday nights and like they're doing it without us basically. 
Um, they're awesome. And I'm going to join them a couple of times, I hope this month. Um, but we're, we're sort of gearing up for November. So you'll hear more about it as that gets closer, but we just, August is, was not going to work. Sure. Um, but there's a group doing it. So if you want to sign up to get information as that comes along, you can um, put your email into our list on realsteps.org. Yep. There you go. go. Realsteps.org available for your, uh, for you to purview now. Okay. All right. right. Wendy, have a fantastic week. And I hope Peter doesn't have to jam anything up his nose this week. (laughs) Bye. See you later. Thanks, Wendy. (laughs) I didn't send this to you, Brian, but this is is what Peter looks like these days. There he is. Look at that. Holy cow. I know. Look at that hair. Wow. The last picture I saw, he had his little uh, hamburger... Uh, or his little hot dog intestines in a baggie next to him. Now his his poor kid, his knees are growing out of his shoulders. I know. I mean, this is this is his standing position. Everybody, that's how he looks like standing. Uh, he's a he's crazy, a really, really funny kid. Um, Good lord, how uh, old is he? He's what would that make him? Eleven now? Yeah. Jeez, I know. Oh, I know. That's crazy time flew. Okay, that's that's a that's the first real representation of how long we've been doing this show that i've seen scott yeah, that's it's, pretty weird yep. you know heck with oh if a kid was born on the day we start our show they'd be 11 years no now i'm seeing it now it makes sense <laughs> now it's yeah it totally does uh very weird uh but hey uh, that's gonna do it for uh, today's show by the way we're we've had a great time with you and yours and we yeah. hope you did as well and uh, that you, you learned a little something whether it be about all that meatball stuff earlier or what wendy had to bring who knows uh, but tomorrow, if you're a patron, you'll get to be at the P- uh, TMS PM live show. That's tomorrow at 3.30 Mountain Time. And uh, we encourage you to be there. we have Dan or are we doing apps? What are we uh, doing? We're doing you know. Dan, I think. Okay. I think Dan, since we missed, or last week was a play day. I think it's Dan's turn. I'll make sure okay. and then let you know. Yeah. Uh, there's that. Oh, Brian got me totally hooked on that freaking. <laughs> That's good. Yes, it's I really know. Good. It's a great game. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Let but me know I... when you're ready to join the Alliance. I think I've got one that uh, still has space. Oh, good. Uh, they. Or I, think... I could bring back the Frog Pants one. Yeah, we still have six sp- uh, slots available in the one that uh, a few tadpoolers are in. I think the reason I like it is uh-huh. it does have these moments of, well, if I spent stuff, I could stay here. But I actually like a game that says, all right, you've done mostly what you can do right now. Why don't you go to sleep and just deal with the yeah, stuff in the morning? Yeah, exactly. Just let, like your, let your coins accumulate. Let yeah, your, uh, I like that. Yeah, totally. I like it a lot. So, oh, thanks. it's called Rise of Cultures uh, oh, yeah. C9 Ender. Yeah. yeah, Rise of Cultures. It's one of those city builder uh, management yeah, it's things. it's like a forge. It's by the same people who did Forge of Empires, I think. Forge of Nations, Forge of Empires. Forge of something. and it's But it's like Clash of Clans, but without the, all right, now you have to go battle your you know, other people in your cluster and uh, and now pay nine four ninety nine to bypass this or... Yeah, yeah, it's intense. It's in it's an intensely addicting experience so far. I have not been prompted to spend actual money in this game the entire time I've been playing it. Yeah. I know it's an option. I see the little icon of the of the uh, the shop, yeah, f- the storefront down there. But yep, and doesn't yeah. run ads. That's the other thing. No, doesn't ads. run ads. Yeah, yeah. so it's just Great, one of those like nice graphics. Doesn't feel like a PC port. That was that was my problem with Forge of uh, Empires. That it felt like a pc port that just wasn't quite built for this yeah display quality it's stuff. got a really nice graphical design i like it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. thanks for that addiction nice job 
Uh, what else? Patreon.com slash TMS, how you can support the show. Uh, more on that later, but that's also how you get the PM this weekend. It'll be an instance tomorrow. We're doing it early, um, 10 a.m., I believe, instead of the usual 1230. Uh, might have a special guest tomorrow. We're, we're working on that. So if you want to learn more about Elder Scrolls Online, tomorrow's episode is a deep dive into what that world's like these days. And uh, more. So check it out. Um, what else? Frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else you're looking for. And I think that's it. Should we play a song? Probably should. Yeah, let's play a song. Okay. Uh, this is a great one. This one, uh, January 6th is when Troy from Western Australia wrote in uh, seven months ago and said, this is my birthday, August 9th. And I know we're doing this early, but I'm not going to be here. We're not going to be here on August 9th, or I'm not going to be here on August 9th. Mm. Um so it's uh, uh, Troy from Western Australia. Basically, his message says, it's my birthday. That's all he put in, oh, in the that's it? comments. Wow. Happy but birthday un- to you. There you go, bud. But under song information, like where it says, you know, what's your request? He said, anything of or by The Living End. Oh, love- this is a great um, Australian band, The Living End. Never heard of them. They've got a really cool, um, almost funky rockabilly kind of vibe to them. Hmm. And um, uh, this is uh, one of their singles. They've done this one live. I've got a few different versions of them doing this cover. But it's a song originally done by Gloria Jones, popularized by Soft Cell. Here is The Living End and Tainted Love. Well, sometimes I feel I've got to run away. I've got to Get away from the pain you drive And to love me The love we shared Seems to go nowhere And I've lost my life For I toss and turn I can't sleep at night Once I ran to you Now I run from you This tainted love you give her To give you all a boy can give you Take my tears and
And the way you tease And I love you though you hurt me so So I'm gonna pack my things and go to know We shared things that go nowhere And I lost my life For I'm self-centered, I can't sleep my night Words I read This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. This is a bag of dicks. Ooh. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.